Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Talha Rafiq. I'm Badruddin Muhammad. And um, this is the College Muslim. So the College Muslim is a podcast that me and Badruddin started in order to kind of talk about the experience of growing up Muslim um, in high school and college within the U.S. as well as other non-Muslim countries, predominantly non-Muslim countries. And um, yeah, so this is episode number three. Um, there's pretty much nothing else. I so hope we get right into it. One thing we would like to mention is, as usual, we are not sheikhs or um, religious scholars. So everything in our podcast is meant to come from a perspective of experience and kind of what we've gone through to show you that you're not really alone in the experiences that you're going through. And um, again, so with that, make sure like when you're watching our videos, you understand we're not providing any religious advice. We're not telling you how you should live your life from an Islamic lens. We're more so just showing how we navigated this dunya and um, hopefully to show you that you're not entirely alone and you're facing the exact same things that we've been facing all our life as well and to this day. And we'll give you all some coping strategies and how, we, how we've how we come to deal with these these things and you can find if our, the way we've dealt with things works for you or if not, then you just know that you're not alone. That's yeah. that's the whole point. Awesome. So um, today's episode. Yeah. Today's episode is about... It's it's a nebulous topic, but it's talking about professional achievement, the value of time, uh, climbing that corporate ladder, um, just all about that. So basically, about what is worth, yeah, what is worth it to us. Yeah, Dean versus Dunya. Like why? Like why do we put in the work that you? I mean, we both love to achieve. We both do a lot of things that we we have a lot of dreams. Mm-hmm. Like I think we I think we can say that we both have a lot of dreams for our lives. We when it comes to things like career wise, when it comes to things like what we want in this dunya, but how do we balance those aspirations, those dreams? How do, how do we balance those aspirations, those dreams with also making sure that we are, at the end of the day, we're Muslim. Yeah. Like we, we, we both have things that we want to do. We want to do in terms of Islam, like making our salah, making our, our, our fasting and all that. And also inshallah getting to Jannah one day. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do yeah. in the U S especially because you talked about like fasting. That's exactly. a great example. Is like, we're supposed to fast during school. While finals yeah. are going on, while like, you know, some of us might be playing sports, sports. et cetera, et cetera. Oh. So there's a whole nother life you have to balance yeah. along with balancing Islam. Let's start there. Let's start at, let's start with fasting. I think that's a, that's a great like launch point for us to start off this episode with. So how did you deal with Ramadan in high school? Yeah. So um, obviously we all uh-huh. really love the stuff in this dunya. <laughs> so um, I played sports in high school. Me too. And so during Ramadan, which at that time I was following in the summer, I think, or half summer, half school. Yeah, it was yeah. like near that thing. I think yeah. at least in the beginning, like freshman year of high school yeah. for us, um, I would have practices throughout the day, mm-hmm. and um, I, I what I would do is I would go play the sport since it was morning practices. But I wouldn't oh, go. morning practice. Yeah, we okay. have morning practice. So I would still practice, but then the evening practice I wouldn't go to because I just couldn't physically gotcha. handle that. Gotcha. So for me, I ended up still fasting, mm-hmm. but at the cost of you know losing out that practice, yeah. and also maybe just losing that like starting position or playing on yeah. the field. And, you know, that was a sacrifice I had to make. And that's something I always grappled with. Like, how far, like, can you go if you're prioritizing the deen? And, and, you know, in high school, that was, like, really hard for me. And I've come down to realize, like, how important the deen is and how important Mm -hmm. what we do for the afterlife is. But I think with Ramadan specifically, it was more of the sports problem. I think with school, it led to fatigue. Yeah. I think fatigue was the biggest issue. And that fatigue makes you want to drink water sometimes. (laughs) Um, For sure, for sure. So it was like, it was very difficult. And um, yeah, I think that was my main issue um, when trying to balance Ramadan with school. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ramadan for me, I mean, I played sports as well, but we didn't have morning practice, so I got out of that. Yeah. Uh, We had evening practices. Uh, Since I didn't have morning practice, I'd 
pray fudger, go to sleep for a couple hours, as many hours as you can squeeze on that morning. Mm. And then I'd go to school. Um, it, it'd get hard when it came to around exam time, like whenever we'd have like big tests or things. And that's like, that's, that, that's like, I think my first experience that I vividly remember with balancing the Indonesia when it comes to like, do I fast or do I study for this exam and have the full energy to do it? Because also, I mean, personally, like my, my grades in high school, like I, I had to work really hard for those. Like it, it was always up and down. Like you can ask my mom, my grades always yeah. went up and down and up and down. Uh, so every test mattered. Every test for me, for me, like get, getting, especially math, math was like the one subject where I was like, I struggled a lot. Um, so studying for that math test, making sure that like, okay, I need to wake up at six, running six, what is it, five? Yeah. It's five, right? Yeah. It's so like you, five the time. Yeah, yeah. So I wake up at five, uh, eat suhoor, uh, pray fajr, go to sleep and then wake up and then go to my test. And then the whole week before that, I'm still fasting, right? So I'm still fasting and studying at the same time. And as you probably know, like once you fast and then nighttime rolls around and then there's always that, there's always that, that thing that I go through. It's like, Oh, I'll do it after I break my fast. I'll yeah. study after I break my fast. That's, that's a dangerous game. You play with yourself. Yeah. So after that, and then I just be like, maybe I just don't fast tomorrow and I'll make it up later. So mm. I, I, I can definitely say that I, I skipped a couple of fasts back then. Um, and I made them up later because of exams. Especially AP test too. Yeah. Test, yeah. Testing, I think testing most students who are in high school and college, yeah. when it comes to Ramadan, at least like right now, because of the way the cycle of like the calendar is yeah. working, I think testing and school is probably the biggest issue. For real, for real. And Especially this year too. Like Ramadan is coming up right around finals time. Yeah. Did you feel anything when like all your friends were eating and you weren't? <laughs> because I don't, I don't, I don't know how my one was, but like, I heard it. Like some people feel something. I have a really big story about that. But I think, I think the big thing is like, okay, so back in like middle school and like early high school, the end of the summer is when you get all the good stuff. Like when the teachers start bringing all the good stuff in, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They, they bring all the candy, they bring all the donuts. Everyone's yeah. just like, it's end of the year. Let's celebrate. Let's have a party, yeah. class party. Couldn't eat anything. Mm. And I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit it. Like I, I love food. I, I have a big sweet tooth. So when like, well, when people are bringing stuff in for, for class, I'd be like, hey, I, I want to eat too. I want to join in. Yeah. You know, have the class party. It's a mental thing to deal with too. For real. Yeah. So like, Okay, so let's transition away okay. from um, fasting. So fasting was like a great entry into it, but how do we apply that on a bigger scale? So like, example, um, testing mm-hmm. or other things in the world that bring us material um, yeah. progress. Okay, yeah. what like what degree do you go to for those things, and when do you stop? Like, when do you say like, hey, that achievement, that grade, Where do you draw that the line? money, yeah, that's not worth it. Like that line is drawn. I'm not gonna go past that. How how do you how how did you like realistically set that like it was a difficulty for me I'm not gonna lie like setting those things are so like appealing, yeah. appealing you know like yeah. I really want that job I really want that money even mm-hmm. right now even more importantly yeah, no. I really want that job but where's the line drawn when do you stop doing certain things Bec- and this is something we talk about in our first yeah, podcast for real yeah so um yeah when is that line drawn how do you draw that line that's a that's a hard question I think the lines the line gets blurrier like like. Not, not maybe, maybe personally even for me, but I'm just saying like in general, like the line keeps getting blurrier as we move forward, as mm. the years pass by, mm. like where, where do you draw the line of like, Hey, like I can't do this. I need to go pray. I need to go do this. I think like Juma prayer. That's one in high school. We like, sometimes some of us got together. Sometimes some of us didn't get together and we just give Juma prayer or even like even prayer in general. Just like you go through the school day, but like you don't always have that cognizance in your mind of like right now it's prayer i gotta go pray but it's not that easy right yeah it's like it's school not doesn't it's, let it's you, not it school doesn't let you play pray, yeah right like i like compared to college right now like we have a prayer room i can take time out between class i can go yeah. pray. i can block that out high school it's like everything's already so structured there's no like 
individual time for you to go do what you need to do. Yeah, like me and you both don't. I mean, I don't know about your Friday classes, but like on my Friday, I try not to have class during Jumma time. Yeah. And like we can have that flexibility to structure exactly. for Jumma, but that's like lunchtime slash yeah. period five yeah. when you're in um, middle or <laughs> high school. Yeah. So like it's not really structured for us. So. And the, and the structure just doesn't allow you to have that flexibility. Like high school, I remember had no flexibility. You mm-hmm. go, you go to this class, you, you sit in that class for this amount of time. You can have a bathroom break for like 10 minutes. If, if that, if, if the teacher is nice enough to do that, like some teachers were just really mean. Yeah. And then you go to, you have your like five minute passive period, you go to the next class. Where, where, yeah. where do you pray? Like, where do you get the time for yourself to just say, Hey, I need to go pray. Like, that's not, that's not a thing that's like common, you know? That's one thing. Okay. I saw it on LinkedIn actually, Yeah. but there was a um, employee who asked his um, boss for like prayer uh-huh. like you need to go pray yeah and they're like oh we have this room with the dinmas set up on it okay and they could just pray like not like the prayer mat but like yeah. they could just put your dinmas in there so like i'm very heavily considering like what would have happened if i asked my teacher hey i need four minutes or five minutes to pray in your class at this time on like a daily basis i can answer that for you we did you ask we asked whoa what did we you asked. get <laughs> <laughs> okay i didn't ask during class it was lunchtime though so okay, okay it's okay, okay. In, not, not that crazy so you asked for a space to pray during lunchtime so we had this one teacher who was married to this pakistani okay. muslim guy so she, she would let us pray during that time but then after i think during my like senior junior year they stopped like letting teachers have students in their classrooms during that so we asked the vice principal he gave us a room but like even then i think I think not, not even just having the room, but like also like for Juma prayer, you need um, at least three people yeah. for it to be Juma prayer, right? Sure. And you'd have a khutbah to be given and everything. So sometimes there'd just be no one. Mm. That's the second obstacle you encourage. Like when it comes to Juma prayer, like where do you find the people to have congregation with you? But let me get this straight. They still yeah. gave you a room. They gave me a room. They gave me a room. Okay. Okay. And they Aish, gave you like, yeah. she, she gave you, okay, but you never asked for, okay. So lunchtime, I can understand. That's still your time. Yeah. But I truly, I mean, first of all, that's crazy because I never yeah. asked. Like, you never asked? I never asked. I never thought they would let me. Really? Did you have Muslim kids in your school? There were three. You, you, you three just didn't band together and ask? I mean, we could have, but like <laughs> yeah. the most of the prayers, I don't know. Like, No, yeah, I got you. I thought, we, we sometimes prayed like during lunchtime. Is this three, including your brother? This is three, including my brother. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, actually, four. Four. Okay, okay. Four. So two, yeah, so three not including my brother. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. all right. Um, yeah, there were not that many. Mm. It, was, it, was a little, it was a little rough. I mean, honestly, it's similar for me. We had like five total and then one of them graduated a year in, another one graduated another year yeah. in. Just left with like the three of us. So what do you think would happen if you asked a teacher? Like, because for example, uh, Asr prayer doesn't fall during lunch. Doesn't. That was also another thing. So Asr prayer falls during your class or maybe, maybe if you have a recess or like some kind of like break. We never got that's that. That's the only way that it would fall in that time period. But for us, we didn't have that. We didn't have that either. Yeah. So like asking if you could take it during class for five minutes. I think that's something that hindsight i could have but do you think that's what do you think should our culture be that students should be asking that because that is like dean over dunya again it's like do you want to sit in class for five minutes or do you want to have the courage to ask your teacher hey i need five minutes to pray Mm -hmm. is that i don't think that's a culture we like i never asked i never even popped in my head i'm like my class is during that time i think it speaks volumes to like the way we the the way we feel like as students in society in in a non-muslim american or uk or wherever you all are watching from like in in a Western society, it's the way that like you and I feel when it comes to like school, like school feels like such like I'm in high school right now. So I have no liberty. Mm. I have no flexibility. Like I am Muslim. I believe I go home. I pray. I do this at home. It's always everything's at home. But my school I, dictates what I do. My school when I'm dictates here. what I do here. My honestly, it got to a point where I was like, my life at school is different from my life at home. You, you ever see those movies where they like travel through a portal? And, yeah. Like, it's like two different lives, two different yeah. dimensions. That's how I felt. 
Like, if I'm being completely honest, that's how it felt for me. Because Islam wasn't a part of your school life. Islam wasn't part of school life. Yeah. yeah. Like, there, there was no point in school. I mean, maybe, like, maybe if I had a really big test that day, I was like, oh, lost, please, like, let me help pass the test. Yeah, yeah. Like, things yeah. like that. But other than that, it's like, there's no, there's no, there's nothing in school that makes you think of Islam. Yeah. But that's do you think that's thing. A, yeah, that, I mean, that's a culture thing, too. Yeah. Like, I think we need to start fostering kind of culture where, you know, our kids will go and ask the teacher, hey, I have a prayer during this time. Yeah. Would you let me, like, flee for five minutes and go pray and then come back? Because mm-hmm. I think we just be given the mindset of, like, they're never going to let us, they're never going to let us happen, and we should never ask. I think that's where, I think that that's the issue that we need to teach our, the future generation. generation. Is that you can always, I think it's something my parents tried to teach me. But I'm stubborn, so I didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> but they were always like, this is America. You get what you ask for. Yeah. You get what you ask for. If you ask for it, like, okay. And another thing is like, this isn't like Islam. It's just like life in general. The worst they can say is no. Yeah. So, they're not going to slap you or something. Exactly. You know? like, they're just going <laughs> to say like, no, you can't do that. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I looking back, I don't know why I just didn't ask. Why, why did I just say like, on? I mean, obviously it depends on what class it was, but like fifth period, like you said, I could have just been like, hey, teacher, I need like. Five minutes, minutes. To go, five minutes to go pray. She would have been like, fine, like that freedom of religion, you know? Yeah. But again, it comes back to letting school ruin our life, letting that yeah. job run our life, letting like the dunya take precedence yeah. over Islam. Like just because you're working a job doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're not Muslim. Yeah. You have to like. I think that's a good transition into talking about where does Islam fit into our whole life? Because in school, mm. we it was so easy. It's It's easy to separate this is this is school. This is home. I'm still Muslim at home. I'm Muslim at school, but I don't. I I I don't have the I don't have the option to do things. Versus when you're an adult. Versus when we're in college right now. We have the option to we have the option to do things that are. We have the option to pray. We have the option to read Quran when we want. We can block out that time. How do you deal with um, balancing that? Because it is a balance. It is a balance. You have to balance your classes. You have to balance your future goals, your future career. And you have to balance. I still need to pray five times a day. Still need to keep reading Quran. I still need to keep doing everything that I want to be doing. I still have to keep my connection to Allah. Yeah. How do you do that? What goes through your head? So I think, okay, so in high school, it was more important. We talked about from a practical sense. Yeah. And I feel like that's like more reasonable for high schoolers, middle schoolers. And mm-hmm. honestly, kids underneath that are still yeah. learning. So it's like, yeah. I don't want to even say anything about them. But yeah. middle and high school. Like uh, under that age, like it's not even obligatory for you to pray. So yeah. they're still learning. So when it comes to high school and middle school, obviously practical, like, okay, five prayers, just that. Yeah. Those are the things that you kind of have to instigate, like inst- not instigate, ins- <laughs> like insinuate at the beginning yeah. of their stages. Ingrained. Yeah. Now we're in college, okay? Mm-hmm. So now, like, we had the flexibility to do the practical stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I think the first step is moving your classes around, trying to figure yeah. out the best schedule. I have enough gaps between my classes. Same. Even my closest gap is like 25 minutes, and that mm-hmm. allows me to do a, a prayer. Gotcha. So, like, that was my first step. Pra- yeah. The practical stuff, figure all that out. Yeah. But then it becomes, as you get older, more important to figure out the non-practical yeah. stuff, like your connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The mental. The mental stuff. Like, okay, sure, you practically made time to read the Quran. Yeah. But now, because of all the other life stresses and stuff you're going through, when you're reading the Quran, are you going to be still thinking about that job or that money? And yeah. also, will you like the, will you just not read the Quran because you have a little bit extra work? Or will you at least block 10, 15 minutes out to read through your favorite surahs or something? Yeah. So, um... Balancing that, Google Calendar. <laughs> that's <laughs> Google my calendar. Google, Google calendar. calendar. But no, I mean, that's legitimately my tool to balance the practical stuff. I agree with you. Yeah, but I think too. on a mental level, like, I should definitely work on it more. Like, I think I prioritize, like, for example, money a little bit too much. Mm. That's my general thing. Is like gotcha. Because I think, like, when you're majoring, um, 
why are we majoring in the majors we're doing it because yeah. we either are passionate about it we love it or it's something that's money gonna, yeah, money it's gonna like that's a reality of the world yeah and i think that's important to admit money makes the world go around like that like we we can't we i think as muslims it is also important for us to be practical mm-hmm. that's also something i have to remind myself like like yes i am muslim i have ideals i have principles that i believe in but islam is not an impractical religion yeah so i still have to make money i still like these are things that go through my head i still need to make money I still need to be able to support, inshallah, family if I have one one day. If that, if Allah has written that for me, uh, I I will need to support my parents. I will need to support my siblings if they ever need something from me. Like I'm like I, I don't think we've gone over this, but like I'm uh, I'm the oldest child in my family, so yeah. I I feel the responsibility of having to take care of my family. So the the reasons why I study, why I study, the reasons why I do what I do, it is to make money. I money make money solves problems. Money, money might not buy you happiness, but it does solve problems. And life has problems. And there's no reason to be arrogant about it. There's no reason. There's no reason to be arrogant about, it, but there's no reason also to shy away from that topic. I think I think a lot of oh not arrogant, Islam, sorry, ignorant. No, yeah, ignorant. Yeah, yeah like you can't sure. be ignorant of that. And Islam says not to be ignorant. Yeah, of course. You. So of course. Yeah. So like yeah. So money, for example, makes it yeah. go around. So how much. Like I think I like especially majoring in computer science. Mm. Uh, my day to day is more about when am I going to start working at Microsoft or Amazon or these yeah. companies, blah blah blah. And um, I feel like that's where Dean and Dunya really has to like you have to start thinking about yes. it because you can think about Dean and Dunya from a practical lens, okay, mm-hmm. pray and classroom at the same time. But now Dean and Dunya is in the next mental level is, you know, what is what is what is on my mind? Yeah. And what am I thinking about? And what am I doing? Yeah. And I promise you right now, if money is on your mind all the time, you're going to go insane and <laughs> yes. you're not going to have a great life. If more money, job, more problems. Yeah, more money, more problems. If you're, it's the job that you want or if it's like the, you know, the internship or blah, blah, yeah. whatever. Like if that's on your mind all the time, then the Dean of dunya argument is like you're the, how much you yeah. prioritize the dunya is this high. And I'll, I'll say one thing here too. Like I, I, I've personally dealt with that. Like I've dealt with being consumed by my, by my responsibilities, mm-hmm. by my classes, by my extracurriculars, by everything. So obviously you're computer science. I'm inshallah, I'm trying to be pre-med. So mm-hmm. like I, there's, my mind's always on what's next. What's the next thing I need to achieve? What's the next thing I need to do? Even if it's like, even if it's just the next assignment that I need to do. And the, the danger in that comes when you're reading Salah or when you're reading Quran, oh. there's no khushu anymore. There's Not no concentration. I, I, I mean that, like back in high school, and, and this was definitely a problem for me back in high school too. Like I'd be reading Salah and I'll have Hushu. I know I'm I know I'm I know I'm I'm in Salah. I know I have a connection to God. But somewhere in the back of the head, the, the shaitan's there. Shaitan's yeah. there telling you, hey, assignment this is due tonight. Assignment this is due tomorrow mm-hmm. day. This is what you need to do with your the, 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 for this team, this is what you need to do for that team. And it and I feel like in college I've become more cognizant of it, but it's still something that I'm working on right now. Yeah. I'm still trying to like how do I quiet Shaitan back there? Like I cause Salah is all about Khushu. It's all about Khushu means like the concentration, the connection that you have in Salah. Like Salah is supposed to be a time when your mind is filled with nothing but what what you're doing, of, of, on what you're reading, the the the, the verses that you're reading. The every time you say Allahu Akbar and go into a different uh, position, like you should understand that like what what is it? What does it mean when I say Allahu Akbar? What does it mean when I'm going in this position? Like, am I cognizant of doing what I'm doing? And it goes back to our last episode of awareness. Go ahead and go back and watch that episode too. Um, just being aware, and I feel like when you, like you said, when you over so over consumed with what what's my next assignment, what's my next obligation to do, what do I have to do? These things bleed in. Mm-hmm. These things encompass your life. You can't, like, honestly, I, I I I think I think that I can keep it separate, but I can't. I really can't keep it separate. Like there, like life is your your mind is only one. There's no split to your mind. I I always think that I can compartmentalize it. You we hear all about like military people compartmentalizing or like people go through trauma compartmentalizing compartmentalization i mean maybe it does exist on a certain extent but when it comes to things like deen versus dunya there's a compartmentalization your deen and your dunya they are linked 
So do you know what, do you know what, like one of the, okay. So do you want to know one of the coping mechanisms yeah. I use? Go ahead. So on a day-to-day basis in order to balance like Dean and Dunya, yeah. what's more important okay. and tra- transition between the Dean and Dunya, uh-huh. because you should always have the Dean on your mind, yeah. but you need to pay attention around what's going around you too. Mm-hmm. What I do is, um, right before prayer, when we're making wudu, yeah. I, I use like wudu to like cleanse my mind too. Mm-hmm. So when I'm making, like when I'm washing my hands, I'm like, everything that you touch today is washing off your hands. And when I'm cleaning my mouth out, I'm like, everything you ate today is going to wash out of your mouth. When I wash my face and I'm like, everything in your brain, in your head, when you're here, <laughs> everything is leaving. And I step out of that restroom. I'm like, what was I thinking about again? Like what's on my mind? Nothing about the dunya. It's all about the deen. And I walk into that prayer room and I pray. And then I leave the prayer room and I get depressed again about school. <laughs> but like, you know. Wait, no, subhanAllah, that's... That is genuinely one of my favorite I'm, coping I'm, mechanisms. I'm, I'm going to use that. I'm going to yeah. say that. that. That's crazy. I'm not kidding. Look in the mirror. And as you're making wudu, yeah. you're in, I mean, you open with intention to make wudu and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you're making wudu and you're actually making, look at yourself in the mirror and as you see the water like just like wash past you, Yeah, that is like, that is the moment you're washing everything from the dunya away because you're about wow. to step into Allah's home. His like, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's palace and home. Like that yeah. is, that's what you're stepping into. You're not stepping into like your next class. So why carry anything from your last class into that? And, you know, then the matter of like, I mean, I think that's the first step. Yeah. Then you can worry about like, um, and this is an ongoing thing. Like this yeah. is like not something I'm good at at all. But then it comes to like how to keep that like um, concern of like always being aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. But the first step is at least when you're trying to prioritize your deen, mm-hmm. just focus on your deen. Don't focus yeah. on anything else. Um, yeah. But that's my like one of my methods. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna steal that wudu method for me. That's yeah, that's 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 gold. It's practical though. Yeah, it is definitely is. Yeah, yeah just understanding that like, wudu isn't just like cleansing of like your body, but it's also the cleansing of like your mind and your soul during that thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, that's, that's what wudu is. Like that, that is you, what wudu is. Yeah, yeah, if you look exactly. at like actually what wudu, like why we're told to do it. Yeah, it's like the cleansing of the mind, body, and soul. Yeah. So it's like. People just kind of zoom, like, I mean, come on, like, let's yeah. be real. When you do what do, how much, like, you're not actually, like, cleansing, like, like of your body, like, right? Yeah. Like, if you have, like, if you're dusty and you've been working yeah. all day, you're sweating, like, you're I not going to... we're students, we're not, like, working, like, unless you went to, like, the gym or something, you're not, like, there's no, like, dirt on your hands or anything. Yeah, honestly. exactly. Yeah. Like, so you're not cleansing away too much from the physical perspective. Yeah. It's more about the intention you're making. And I feel like, too, we, we make what do a little bit too, like, about yeah. the physical thing. Yeah. But the actions are just resembling about what... Um, from the soul yeah. and a lot of people actually do the soul part really well they feel the cleanse of their soul mm. but I don't think they're cleansing their mind uh, so that was my issue because I I got to the soul part and I'm like I need to start cleansing my mind yeah and so the way I do that is that yeah for sure no I mean it also makes sense that like people, before people take shahada too they need yeah. to like do a ghusl and like mm-hmm. wudu is part of ghusl so it makes sense yeah okay so right now we're in college we're doing this stuff with Dean and Dunya that is in college what about the Dean and Dunya, arg- the Dean and Dunya argument when it comes to um, post-college so the job mm. stuff career aspirations career aspirations how important is that achievement for what you're about to do so the and those, for high schoolers yeah, this is about sorry for high schoolers no. this is about um how important is that college admission or how important uh. is that because that's <laughs> their career for them uh. you can talk about that yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. reason why i'm laughing is i had a very interesting college application process um you can go check out my videos on youtube for that but i'll link his channel like right here somewhere right now you can watch his channel like he's got his own thing (laughs) i i applied to a lot of colleges go check out my channel to know exactly how many but (laughs) i i mean honestly back this was during covid so let's preface with that um i wasn't going anywhere i didn't have i was just with my family i wasn't like talking to any i wasn't like talking to like other people like from my school or anything Mm -hmm. So I was just at home. Um, I applied to a lot of colleges. Uh, I think I definitely gave it more power over me than it should have had. 
I can definitely say that. I think, okay, one of the ways I justify both both college and also career aspirations, the way I justify to myself is I'm doing this because so I can get a good job so I can have the time to do ibadah to Allah in the, in the future. And that, that, that's a very dangerous argument. That's yeah, a, it's a dangerous argument. I, I completely accept that. Like th- that, That's the argument that I try to make to myself to justify everything that I do. And it's, I, I don't think it's a valid argument. I don't think any like any scholar would completely agree that that's a, that's a completely valid argument to make with yourself either, um, because you might not even be here tomorrow. Exactly. Why? Why play off? Exactly. Like, what is the reason of saying, "Hey, I'm gonna do the um, physical dean stuff"? I mean, sorry, the physical yeah. dunya stuff right now, so that yeah. I can be better on my dean later. Yeah, the, there the, is no the later. Whole, like even even apart from Islam, like you you hear so many quotes of people that like th- th- about about the idea of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just saying tomorrow, like in, in the business or productivity world, you hear the idea of, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'll do it tomorrow. But well, cu- coupling that with Islam, it's like, you never know when you're going to die. Mm. That's a very harrowing thought for me. Like whenever I hear that, because I'll be making this argument, but the, the next time I hear that from like a scholar or, or wherever I'm listening to it, that brings me back. It grounds me. Mm. But that's not like, I, I could die right this minute. If Allah has written that, that that could happen. You never know. And I'm sorry to get all depressing on y'all, but like honestly, you never know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So making that argument to yourself that I'm doing this for now, so I can have later future time later to do ibadah, it's 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 a fraud argument. But um, coming back to college, I think giving that giving those things power over you, giving your so back back in college, I really wanted to get into a good college. Um, like I said, I'm the oldest of three, so mm-hmm. the oldest child. Um. I always have this thing in my mind where I, I want to achieve high so that my, my brothers can achieve higher than I ever could. That, that's the argument I try to make. From, that, that's the thought process. That, not the argument. That's just the thought process that goes to my head. That, that's the reason why I do what I do. But I think also there, there needs to be a line that I need to draw with myself where it's like, yes, I need to achieve high so that my brothers can achieve more and that my family can achieve more. But I'm still a Muslim. I still have responsibilities to Allah, to my body, to the whole idea of Islam and, and understand that like the reason why we're on this world, th- th- this is what grounds me every time. Realizing the reason of why we're on this world. We're not on this world to make money. I'm not on this world to become a doctor. Mm. I'm on this world to earn hasanat, to get to Jannah. This world is just, the the way it's described in Hadith is like, it's it's on a journey. This is just this is just like the journey part of it. This mm-hmm. isn't even a destination. I feel like I feel like too much. Like I like even I'm guilty of it too. Like I'll think okay, like once I get to medical school and once I like become once I'm at the residency and I'm attending, that's that's my destination. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have my family. I'll have my life. I'll be making my money. I'll be good. And then I worry about my dean. Yeah. Like uh, I I like the, and then I think okay th- maybe, maybe that, that maybe that's when I uh, enroll in a, in a in a seminary program to like become like a scholar or something or maybe that or maybe that's when I start. Uh, becoming a hafid because then I have the time, but that—that's such a. I I feel like this is an argument we all make to ourselves. So I mean, then, then you have to realize yeah. that okay. So there is a trade-off. There like is. currently, there's a trade-off of me moving my class away from Jumat prayer to prayer. Yeah. I think what we don't get across is mm-hmm. that, like, what I never understood was that if you make a trade-off, it doesn't mean you can perform equally as good yeah. on the um of the professional thing yeah if you're gonna so i think this is something everyone has to realize if you're gonna prioritize the dean you might not do so well in the professional thing yeah and you have to realize that like if you're actually that's gonna, a tough pill to swallow it is a tough pill to swallow everyone wants to be the best doctor yes. everyone wants to be best in yes. school. everyone wants to be the best athlete everyone wants to be the best you know student in his like yeah. jumma prayer class whatever class is happening at that time yeah i don't think it's possible no i 100 percent agree with you. Yeah. it comes down to realizing what's important to you what is important to you? Yeah. At the end of the day, like when you when you are on your deathbed, 
what what will you like care about will you care about the fact that you like say 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 I wake up for fajr, say I try to wake up for fajr every day and I wake up for fajr I wake up for the hajjud I read Quran and I inshallah like uh, this is something that my uh, I I was listening to a class or tarbiyah cohort a couple of weeks ago um and it's this idea that like we should all have the intention to memorize the Quran uh at some point in our life that even if we don't do it that's that's the intention we should have mm. and that to me was that hit me because I realized that like I always say okay I'm learning Quran right now but if it's okay if I don't become a hafiz that that's not the intention any of us should have. Mm. That the intention that I should have is that I will become a hafiz at some point, and I will try my best. And inshallah, if Allah has written it for me, it will happen. But I am working every day towards it. And you so, work every day towards it. And you work every day towards it. But what I'm coming back at is that on my deathbed, if I memorize the Quran versus if I become the best doctor in the world, which one is going to be more important to me? Quran. Exactly. And who's going to remember you being the best doctor in the world? No like one. stuff. No like, one. Stuff no like that dies remember. out over time, right? Yeah. Like we were, Not even over time. Like literally, the the day after you die, there's gonna be a new doctor in your place, and he will be the next new doctor, exactly. the best doctor. Exactly. But that placement thing doesn't happen on Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's count. Yeah. Like in his, like that is not how it works with um, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's, it's really not. Everyone is on their own, in their own yeah. playing field, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, coming back to the school thing. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's no way to like do more, like the professional thing as good as you can on the dean. One hundred percent. So how do you wrap your mind around? Hey, it's okay if I. I'm not the best in class. Like, hey, it's okay. Because this comes back to missing five minutes for prayer in class. Mm. Hey, it's okay. I missed those five minutes. I will catch up on it by spending 15 minutes later. But for those five minutes, I'm going to give it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, I, I mean, I haven't figured this out. I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer either. Yeah, I haven't figured I this don't. out. Like, I legit, I'm kind of sometimes lost as like... I'll tell you my thought process though. Mm. Like, whenever I hear that, um, I think uh, a really easy one... Okay, I, the really easy one for me to start out with is... um. Fasting versus taking that test and doing well on it. Ooh. So. That, oh, you're right. That's my. That was my first experience with it. That was always my first experience, and this was since middle school. Because I mean, I like I I started doing um, Ramadan uh, at a very young age just because I wanted to. And I thought mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, sure. I thought you think it's fun, especially like if yeah. your family's Muslim. Yeah. It's not. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. 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 No, I'm 100 like Alhamdulillah. I'm, I'm glad I was brought up in a family that encouraged that. Mm. So, but then when it came to middle school, and I wanted to fast. Uh, and around when you're 13, like when you when you when you hit puberty is when it's required on you to fast. So, um, I was fasting, and then my I think it was algebra algebra test would come up, uh, and I'd be like, "Well, don't I need to pass this algebra class to get into the next next level of class, next level of math class for next year? Like, don't I need to do well? Okay, all right, I will eat breakfast this morning, um, get some good get a good night's sleep, go to mm -hmm. go to my exam." And then that, and then I was like, okay, this is just for high school. Like, I, I, I'm not a fully functioning adult yet. I'm, I'm still a child sure, sure, sure. Even though you're not, like, it's yeah, still obligatory yeah. for you to fast. But it, I, I don't have an answer. Like, I, I, I think the, I can tell you, I can tell you what I do wrong, and I, maybe y'all can try to avoid this. But what I, what I do wrong is once again, I was to myself, I'll do it. Once I'm at the next stage in my life. Yeah, okay. you can make, for example, you can make up yeah. your, uh, the days you missed when you're fasting for Ramadan. Yeah. If there's a valid reason for, there's a valid it, reason. Exactly. You're allowed to make it up. Yeah. So it's like if there's if people get in the habit of like oh I'll just do it later yeah. I'll make it up later yeah right but but not even that I'll, I'll I'll tell myself okay I can't fast all thirty days this year because I'm still a kid I'm still figuring out how to balance school I'm still figuring out like this is back in like high school I'm like I'm still figuring it out like I I I need this time to do it then okay when I'm in college I'll I'll, I'll fast all thirty days but life just gets busier life just gets busier yeah. I think I think that's something we don't realize at whatever stage we're at in life mm -hmm. we don't realize that, like as life goes on it gets busier it doesn't get easier nope. I, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, like right now, I think that when, I, when I'm an adult, I'm going to have more time. 
because I want because yeah. I I'll, I'll be my own. You'll be boss, making right? money and you'll yeah, be doing stuff. Money. Yeah, it's no every adult will prove yeah. me wrong. And yeah. if you don't train yourself, actually, if things do get easier later on, but if you don't train yourself now to do those kind of things during the hard times, exactly, what makes you think you're gonna spend the good times doing that? You might end up spending the good times doing stuff that's more like enjoyable in your eyes because mm. you started prioritizing the material world about like the accomplishments and the stuff but guess what you can w- me and you yeah as college or some kids who are watching this as high schoolers could be doing a better job with their dean yeah than some older adults and why just because they're trying to put in the effort now to do it yeah and so it's not really about what stage or what time you're doing it at about like the time that's available it's mm. about like when are you making the effort is when things are harder when things are easy yeah if you're making the effort when things are easy like first of all mashallah i'm really happy for you like, thank yeah. god you're in that position yes but if you're trying to make the effort when times are hard yeah and i will consider like yes you have to restructure your classes to make that prayer that's a that's a big thing yeah and a society that doesn't create that for you if you're doing that for yourself like in, inshallah yeah. allah will yeah, hold up. Yeah. All right, so we cut out there for a second, but we're back. So we're just going to pick camera up. Failed we, camera failed to live it on. Camera failed to live it on. It's all right. We're yeah. back, though. So um, just back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, when times are um, easy, and if you're trying to make in the effort, then, like, good. I'm happy for you. That's a great position to be in. But when times are hard and you're making that effort, even if you have to move around those classes, yeah. like, first of all, the barakah in that is so much more. Yeah. Like, just you trying to make that effort to do those things mm-hmm. is great. And at that stage, you don't have to worry about, will I be able to focus in that moment? First, make yourself have the option to like go yeah. and, and do that. So like say we make the option to pray, move that class around, go and pray during that time and then work on how to focus better in that prayer. Yes. So like Le- also on your thing, like in that khushu and then yeah. getting that sincerity in our prayer and realizing that like, while, like just like you said, like when, when you're in that Dean state, clear your mind. Yeah. Clear your mind of, of, do, of doing that. Try as best as you can. Yes. There will still be bleed in because like your yeah. brain is still one, but try your best. But yeah. Yeah. That's literally something I deal with. So like, Letting that bleed in happen. So, yeah. okay, I'm majoring in computer science. Yeah. Any compu- oh, yeah. Let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Okay, so we talked a lot about, like, medicine and, like, all, all like, the time versus trade-off. Later in time, money, that. yeah. Computer science. There's a there's a lot of stipulations in that. Let's yeah, talk about okay, that. so it's different, first of all. Yeah. So it's, like, I do have more time when I'm actually even studying. Like, engineering is mm-hmm. hard. Computer science is hard. Yeah. But, um... The cool thing about computer science is four years of education and then you can be in the You're workforce done. and you could be making good enough money where yeah. you don't have to be working all the time. Exactly. But I think the one thing in computer science that got in my brain was how much money you can make. Yes. For doctors, it's like, I'm going to work till that, tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. but I want to work till that point. I'm going to make some good money, but it's more like. I'm, there's a cap. There's a, there's a, there's a beginning and end state, which is computer science. There's no cap. Yeah. The richest men in you the can, world. You can try. Trump. Yeah. There's no end to the ladder. Yeah. And, the, and that's just, a very dangerous and thing. And it's climbing. Like yeah. more and more CEOs are becoming are engineers becoming yeah, CEOs for real especially top 100 companies mm-hmm. in the past it used to be business people but now it's CEOs who are engineers so for me I think one of the things I've faced and a lot of people I think face with computer science is when you realize, you know you can have enough money and you know you'll have time Yeah. but if you put in an extra hour you might make twice as much as what you make if you put in an extra five hours you might make <laughs> millions on a monthly basis Yeah. so it's like when that is a reality of what your work is and you know that it's not that difficult like yes it's hard Yes. but you know, the chances of an a engineer... Making, Especially when you're young. Like, yeah. Y- your, your brain still has the plasticity to, like, learn more and get yeah. better. Yeah. There's, en- like, software engineers, people who work, like, 100 hours a week. Yeah. And they're making a lot. And they're, like, 24, 25. Let's talk about that. 100 hours a week. Yeah. Let's talk about See, that. See, that's where I was getting into. Yeah. I can work 100 hours a week. You can. I can make a million dollars as a 25-year-old. Yeah. Does do that you. leave time for other Do you, though? Do I... Like, do I right now or do I, like, no, want no. to do that? But, okay... Even right now, or, or do you or even choose then, to do that? Do you choose to do that? Do, do do you work that hundred hours a week? 
Like that's the decision everyone has to make. On a personal note, if I had the ability to work a hundred hours a week as a computer scientist mm-hmm. and make a, like millions of dollars, yeah. at this stage, I would want to throw myself at that. Yeah, because it's tempting. because it's tempting, and because we all want that internship, we all want that yeah. job. Especially in computer science, especially in like that realm of field, the more I work, the more money I make. It's yeah. directly translated, and you can save that money up, and then and then once again, the future argument comes up. Like I can yeah. use this money to have more time in the future to do really bad that like yeah. in the future in the future. And it's different from school because with school, like when I'm going through my CS classes, yeah. I'm like I don't want to work on this anymore. I'll turn close it. But I have a job right now. I have yeah. two jobs right now that deal with computer science. Nice. Both of those jobs, I low key want to work the extra hour. <laughs> I'm like I enjoy this. I'll make another thirty five dollars. Like exactly. hey, let me just do this one more time. Like and it multiplies how much money I make throughout a week. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So I think, I think within like, at least you talked about medicine within yeah. computer science, it's not a matter of, it's a matter of setting that boundary. Yeah. Where is that line drawn as to how much I'm going to shoot for that achievement, how much money I'm shooting for, mm-hmm. um, compared to like how much time you're going to make for the dean. And I think in that case, it's more of a saying no thing. Saying no. Saying no. You have to learn how to say no to that extra extra hour. I think that's hours. a good point. We can. There will always be work for you. Yeah. And guess what? The work you're doing is not going to stop at the end of your day or at the end of your yes. life. That con- computer science work is going to go on for the rest of humanity. Forever. That is the thing. You're not. You're just a cog in a machine. Yeah. Understand that. But within Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's machine, you're not a cog. You're not a cog. You, you we are, are the most cre- valued of creation. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so much love for us. So the more we work and the more we put in the, the effort and into our ibadah into getting salah that has good khushu and not letting dunya plague us during a salah or in our Quran the, Allah, Allah has so much more appreciation than your boss ever will your yeah. boss will never have your boss will never get close to the amount of appreciation, mm-hmm. the appreciation that Allah will have for you and the amount of love Allah will have for you when you do that when you when you are on salat al-muslim when you do the when you do the acts that mm. that are that, that are good for you and the ibadah that's good for you honestly I think a good place for us to sort of wrap this video up is the idea of saying no mm. how 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 do you say no? I think I've come to really good terms with saying no. Okay. And um, it actually relates co- even it relates completely religion. Mm-hmm. So I had like a whole religious thing in the last gotcha. like year and a half where I truly fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I learned to say no through religion because when I was presented with an opportunity, mm-hmm. if it's an opportunity that doesn't fall in line with the religious beliefs or values, it was easy for me to say no. That's the easiest way you can train yourself yeah. to say no. If if a company that makes like, you know, weapons or yeah. like um, for the U.S. Army comes in and says, hey, here's an internship, say no because you know those weapons are not being used for yeah. good public. And that's the first way you can want to say no. Say no to things that you know are bad for you. The same way that you say no to drugs yeah. or drinking, exactly. right? Something to talk about in our first video. Yeah. But the way to say no to other things, to make time for like time. Isha. Things that are not haram. How do you say no? That, that, that aren't haram, but that aren't good either. Yeah. Yeah. So like, for example, like uh, maybe a, a, an extra project that might take three hours. Yeah. Like um, away from like your Isha prayer. Yeah. And I like to make Quran at the end of like a Quran. Uh, I like to keep the Quran as a thing I could do at the end of my day gotcha. for about 25 minutes. I've had an opportunity to um, make a project during that time. Mm-hmm. How do you say no to that project? And yeah. the way I've kind of come to reason around that is this is very cliche. Okay. But when you die, <laughs> you are not taking your money nor that project uh, to the grave. And I promise you, especially in computer science, give it two years, someone's going to make a project 10 times better. Yours are going to be yeah. lost in the files. Yeah. But when it comes to your prayer and the Quran you read, the time you spend with that, mm. when you die, the rest of eternity yes. is based off that. Yeah. What an amazing test is that for us? Like, thank for real. We should be thankful that we yeah. can put in material time for eternity. Yeah. Imagine working eternity for material time. 
Yeah. I think for me, it's something that I recently came to sort of, I guess, an epiphany. It's a, it's, it's, it's a thought process I, I came to um, recently, but it's realizing that we all love to climb the ladder. And even even in medicine, there there's a ladder. There's a there's the quote unquote better medical schools that people like to arbitrarily put out there, yeah. or like better specialties or more higher paying specialties that you can work longer for. Like the longer you push, your, the longer you push your residency, or the longer you push your fellowships and things like that, the the more money you can make. But understanding that we we love to climb that ladder, but even Allah has a ladder for us to climb, and those are the seven levels of Jannah. Yeah, there honestly that. It was an epiphany that, that happened to me because I, I realized, okay, I'm working so hard to get better grades in like each of my classes to get into a better medical school, a better research job to get to boost my application. Why do I not have that same zeal for boosting my application to Allah? Wow. Because I am, I'm applying to Jannah. That sends chills down my road, bro. It, it sends chills down my whole it body, just, bro. Oh my God. It was, it was, I'm getting chills right now. I'm telling you, yeah. like, why, why do I not have the same, like, because I, I, I'm a very ambitious person. I'll tell you that right now. I, I love to put I love to climb that ladder and I'm I'm sure you do too like we're yeah. both very ambitious people. Yeah. We should have that same ambition and I'm trying every single day to have the same ambition into the application that I'm giving to Allah because that application is going to decide the rest of my life. I agree. Not, and beyond this life. I agree. Yeah. I think I honestly saying I, I guess saying leave, saying, leave saying no. Yeah. To the dunya for deen is not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. And you just explained clearly why it's not a bad thing. Yeah. But it, it's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow but Inshallah, may Allah help us all get to a point where we are able to understand yeah. that, un- understand this frame of reference, this principle that we should all have. And both of us are working on it every day. And I'm sure you all are working on it every day. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, we are all working towards every day. And inshallah, one day we'll get there. Yeah. Honestly, if you have any questions on this kind of video, um, feel free to message us. Yeah. Because I can, for sure. It's something that I think we all deal with. And I yeah. think it's an important talking. I, we might I don't know might want to do a second video on I this. definitely think we need to do a second video on the things like specific companies like you talked about or yeah. specific things like that because yeah. we talked about time today but there's also there's more on, there's more there's about this we talked about especially like the ladder and everything so yeah inshallah inshallah alright zakallah khair for tuning in today we appreciate y'all assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh so.